Hello and welcome to One Golden Moment, the Daily Californian's sports podcast. My name is Benjamin Coleman. I'm the podcast producer, occasional host, and also a Cal football beat writer. And I am here for a very special and very exciting episode because this is the launch of One Golden Moment Season 6. Yes, we're here. Brand new season, brand new subject, brand new school year. It's very exciting. Lots to come, lots going on. We're all feeling very, very happy that this is here, that we're bringing it to you. And so before we get into everything, what is One Golden Moment Season 6 going to look like? So if you've listened to our previous five seasons, we've done a little bit of everything. We've done pro sports. We've done sports issues. We've done basketball. We've done baseball. But for Season 6, we're going back to our roots. We are focusing in on Cal football because it's Cal's biggest sport. We are a Cal-focused newspaper. And if you're a longtime listener, you'll know back in the day, we had our Cal football podcast. And this, we hope, is the return. So one golden moment, season six, the plan is to cover Cal football for the entire fall season, weekly episodes, breaking down games, giving you previews, recaps, any other breaking news, interviews, special guests, all that good stuff, weekly episodes coming to you from the Daily Californians Sports Department. That's the goal for One Golden Moment Season 6. It's going to be a rotating crew and cast of football beat writers from the Daily Cal, plus a few other guests. It should be great. And for the first episode of this very exciting new season, we wanted to start with something big. And so today, we're going to be giving you our Cal football season preview. We are going to be discussing anything and everything related to Cal football, getting you all you need to know before the season kicks off this Saturday against UC Davis. So we're going to look at the roster. We'll check out the offense. We'll look at those impact players, key questions, a general outlook on the unit. Then we'll look at the defense, looking at what we need to know back there. I'll even talk a little bit about the special teams because we don't want them to be left out. But once we've given you that breakdown of the roster, we'll move into our predictions, looking at some X factors, some bold predictions, even our picks for how games are going to go down and Cal's final record. And then finally, we'll wrap things up by looking at Cal's first game this weekend against UC Davis. And so that's the outline. That's the objective for today. Lost in store. It's a jam-packed episode with a lot of big things to talk about. And so we're going to be doing all of that today. But before any of that begins, let me introduce you to the two guests we have on this first episode. First up, we have Mr. Emmanuel Macedo. He has been with the Daily Californian for now his second semester, and he is our expert in all things football, not just Cal football. He was at Pac-12 Media Day. He has covered the ins and outs of football, both the NFL and college. Uh, he's been a fan for a long time. This man knows his stuff, and so we're really happy to have him here with us today for this first episode. Emmanuel, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me, Ben. I'm I'm excited to be on again. Awesome. Well, we're really, really happy to have you back. Emmanuel has been a guest before on this podcast. Season five, though, now we have him here for season six. The other guest is someone you may be familiar with if you've listened to us for a while. Miss Mia Wachtel. Uh, she is a longtime feature of the sports department. She's done a little bit of everything, including hosting this podcast and we are super, super excited to have her here now as a football beat writer. Mia, how about you? How are you doing today? Well, I'm excited. Thank you for having me, Ben. I am very, very excited to delve into the season preview. 
Well, thank you again for being here. Uh, it's great to have both of you on the show. And so now that we've got those preliminaries out of the way, why don't we just jump right into it? We're starting things off with Cal football's offense because there is a lot to get into with this unit. A lot of question marks, a few interesting uh, possibilities, but I'm not going to get much into that. I'm going to leave it over to Emmanuel, who has been doing his research. Emmanuel, just give us, to start things off, general expectations. What should we know? What's changed? What are the big things that viewers or listeners should learn about Cal football's offense heading into the 2022 season? Yeah, thank you, Ben. I think first and foremost, returning fans, take everything you remember about Cal starters from last season and toss it out the window. We've got three returning starters that are credited with a minimum of with a, that are credited with a minimum of six starts from last season. That's Damian Moore at running back, Ben Coleman at left guard, and Matt Sindrick at center. So, what does that mean for for the Cal offense? So, if we take a look at our notes really. We take a look at our notes really fast. Cal's offense set school records for the fewest turnovers and lost fumbles in a season of twelve or more games played, as well as most total yards in a big game with six hundred and thirty-six. That's all thanks to our former hero, Chase Garbers, who's gone on to greener pastures in the NFL. Congratulations to him and all our former Cal Bears that are making it in the NFL, by the way. This, this new Cal offense, it's um, you know highlighted by the appearance of Jack Plummer, who is transferring from Purdue. Uh, he had a really great spring. I got the chance to, to listen to Justin Wilcock, to head coach Justin Wilcock, give a few words on his development and how he's really settled into the rhythm of Cal's offense. It give it also um, it gives time for for Kai Milner to continue adjusting to to Cal's offense to now that he's um, in his sophomore in his sophomore outing, and um, Plummer is coming into his fourth year of eligibility. He will have an extra one. That is to be seen um, at the end of this season how things turn out, right? But um, Jack Plummer is having he had an incredible sprint. He transferred over in January. He was eligible for spring ball. He had his, he was eligible for summer camps and he impressed. So that obviously earned him the starting nod. Um, I guess first and foremost for this weekend um, when Cal plays UC Davis here in Strawberry Canyon. But um, mainly Justin Wilcox's offense has always, it's been producing. It produced under Chase Garbers and we hope, uh, at least my hope as, as a fan is that it continues to produce, it, that it continues to produce that um, we don't get stuck in a rut where, okay, I'm getting a bit of my head ahead of myself. Jack Plummer doesn't have the mobility that Chase Garbers have, that Chase Garbers had. Let's get that out of the way for, right away. Gone are the days of, you know, Chase Garbers going sprinting 25 yards down the field when, when the receivers weren't open, when they were getting covered. But now it's up to Plummer to to kind of find the rhythm in the pocket that he that he can possess. You know, um, I think it goes it, it kind of goes to mention also that that Plummer lost the starting job at Purdue five weeks in. I don't know what type of tone that sets, what type of tone it'll set for the start of the season for Cal. Even though Jack Plummer was um, he produced 860 yards and seven appearances for the Boilermakers last season. He is looking to he's looking to show up. I think that goes without saying. Definitely, he wants to to have a performance worthy of 
he wants to have a performance worthy of the legacy of Cal quarterbacks. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Jared Goff, you look at Chase Garbers, all three of them in the league. I'll, I'll use the term. I, I'll use the term. There's a legacy of excellence for Cal quarterbacks that Plummer has to, that he, he follows, that he hopefully will try to deliver. Um, but I mean, I digress. I digress. I love that. Thank you, Emmanuel. Uh, very, very interesting breakdown. I'd love to just very briefly dive a little bit more into Jack Plummer because he's a name that I think Cal fans are going to get very familiar with this season. Uh, first of all, maybe tell us a little bit more. What can we expect from Jack Plummer? What kind of quarterback is he? And then maybe even the more important question, and apologies for putting you on the spot, but Give us your take on Jack Plummer. Is he going to have a successful season? Do you think he's an upgrade on Chase Garbers? I want to hear all of these things. Give us a little bit more of that breakdown into what can fans can expect and should expect out of uh, Mr. Plummer, Cal's new starter for this season. Like I like I mentioned, he's he's a pocket manager. He he performs best when he's protected. He has. You know, I said that thing about mobility. It's not like he's a stick. He's not, or he's not stiff as a stick. He's not Tom Brady. He's not, he's going to move. He's going to find what works for him. But, um, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to go out of his way to make those games. He's not going to go out of his way to, to make the, the amazing rushing, the amazing rushing yards that, uh, that Chase Garbers has or that he had, excuse me. So, um, I'm op- I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic because um you know there there's room for there's a time and a place for being a rushing quarterback. There's time and a place for being a um for being a pocket passer. And I I genuinely believe that Jack Plummer has both of those traits that you know that under Justin Wilcox he will perform. Because you know even though I mean yeah, he has the seniority over Kai Milner. But I do want to say that, you know, Kai knows the offense. He's been here a year. He understands what's going on. He sat behind Chase Garbers. So, you know, I, I don't want to say it, it's definitely not unheard of, but I wouldn't say, I would say, you know, it's uncommon that someone comes in and takes the job right out from under you when you know what you're doing. So he has the, he has the talent to be able to perform and the coaches have put their trust into him to be able to perform. You know, they want to see how he performs, um, Again, this is going way into way later into what we're going to talk about. But um, UC Davis and UNLV, they are not going to be Jack Plummer's biggest early season test. His biggest early season test will come in South Bend, Indiana versus the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I think that's kind of the tone setter, those non-conference games. That, that, that only big non-conference game this season is going to be his ultimate test, whether he, this will be his team or, or whether it will be Kai Milner's team or how we saw at Purdue. He starts to slowly get put out of rhythm. He starts slowly to split reps and he loses more and more until a new style, until a new starter is named. You know, this is definitely not, I don't want it to come across as pessimistic thinking, I believe in Jack Plummer. I believe that he can take us to the glory, to the promised land. I believe that he can take us as far as the national championship, but that's wishful thinking, right? That is definitely wishful thinking. 
That's awesome, Emmanuel. Thank you for all of that. I think a really great primer on what could be in store for Jack Plummer this upcoming season. Uh, one thing is for certain, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens after essentially four years of relative stability under Chase Garbers. That was a pretty sustained era of similar players, similar offenses. Now things are looking very, very different. There's a lot new. And so we've talked a lot now about the man who's going to be leading the offense, at least to start off the season, and Jack Plummer. Now, why don't we spend some time on the team around him on that offensive side of the ball? Emmanuel, talk to me a little bit about the rest of the unit. What can we expect from them? Are there any players we should be keeping an eye out for this season uh, up front? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I talked about Damian Moore. Um, I think if there ever comes a point where, you know, you know, forbid that we start to lose kind of um, some faith in Jack Plummer before we turn to the nuclear option of, of benching him, you know, uh, having better, a better, you know, they're both veterans in their own right, but having a Cal, having um, his veteran expertise on this playbook, on this, um, on the way Wilcox runs games will definitely benefit Plummer, probably has benefited Plummer in those spring games, in those summer practices, having that, um, because, you know, as a quarterback, your best friend's going to be your center, your receivers, and your running back. Or, I mean, that's that's kind of your whole offense. Your whole offense is your best friend as a quarterback, right? You're, especially when you come in and you're new to the job. And you're new to the job. You don't know the system. You want to absorb as much as you can. So, you know, obviously, when uh, Damian Moore lining up behind Jack Plummer, he's, he's going he's gonna to teach him a lot. Damian Moore's going to get a lot of play he's gonna get a lot of, of um a lot of play time Damian Moore's gonna gonna shine with Jack Plummer in the backfield you know um looking uh we turn over to receivers it's a completely flipped receiving core it's a completely it's a completely fit, flipped receiving core um the seniors from last season on again onto greener pastures in the NFL so uh we're kind of on the younger side in receivers um, juniors, freshmen, sophomore, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of room to, to learn. There's a lot of, you know, um, we talk about, we talked about getting into rhythm, but, um, at a certain point there comes a time where, um, you know, when is too late to get into rhythm? And that's definitely not to try to, to bash these young men. You know, they're doing an incredible job in spring camp and summer camp. But um, their tests obviously will come against UC Davis, UNLV, Notre Dame, those early games before, you know, we get to conference matchups that that kind of, that do set the tone for the season. You know, we saw it last season where, you know, the offense was a little slow to start, but then they go on to um, – they go, and then, you know, last season, they end up going four and two over the, over the final six games. So, you know, it, um, it takes time to get accustomed to the ball, especially when it's someone new throwing you the ball. But um, there's a lot of faith in these and this young receiving core and the tight end group. And then, you know, we flip over to the offensive line. They have veteran leadership in Ben Coleman and Matthew Sindrick. So, you know, they, they, leaves room for the other young men to come in to, to learn, to absorb information, to continue to better their game. And, you know, like we talked about, like we talked about with Jack Plummer to create that pocket for him to, to allow him to flourish and succeed. 
Amazing. That's really great analysis. Thank you, Emmanuel. Um, I think it's interesting. Yeah, there is a lot of potential, I would say, on this offense. Um, at least my very brief take on things is that the new skill position players, these are four-star recruits. These are very talented, high-ceiling guys. They are fast. They are speedy. I think there is exciting potential uh, with the wide receiver group at running back, uh, even tight end. There's some very nice skill position players. Here's why I hesitate with Cal offense. Um, last season, Cal did not have a great offense. And all of a sudden, that experience that put together a not great offense is gone. So now you have a brand new group with, again, just three returning starters on the offensive end, which I think no matter how talented those uh, receivers are, no matter how high their recruit status is, Young players, there's going to be some growing pains. I think this team, it'll take some time to gel. Um, like it or not, Wilcox's teams have always been built on the backs of their defense. I don't think he's ever really unlocked a quarterback that can move the ball more than 30 yards down the field, having that offense consistently in rhythm. And I think, again, he's basically gone 500 throughout his time here at Cal, which is great. But to take that next step, I think he has to unlock the offense. I'm not sure this is the year that he does that. I think Plummer is a quarterback who is going to be serviceable. I think he can win them some games. I don't know if he's the guy to take that next step, but we'll have to see. A big reason for my concerns with Plummer, unfortunately, go back to that offensive line because there are two returners, one in a new position, but it's a lot of new faces, a lot of transfers. I think there are a lot of question marks there, and especially because Plummer is not someone who Garber's last year, the offensive line breaks down, the pocket collapses. He might make a play and scramble 10 yards with his legs. That's something that's going to be tougher for Plummer to do. So I guess at least because of that, I have question marks. I think there are more question marks than answers on offense. I think there will be growing pains. I think there will be issues. I don't know if it'll be completely figured out this year, but I do think there'll be flashes of potential. I'm excited to see how the new players click. I'm excited to see what Plummer can produce. So I think at the very least, it should be entertaining, uh, but we'll have to see, and we'll see very soon how it's all going to come together. Emmanuel, are there any final thoughts uh, about the Cal offense or things we should take away before the season starts? This is a Cal team that went five and seven last season, and in six of those seven losses, they were within one score. So I think that says a lot about how, um, and this is gonna this is gonna tie into what to what we say about the defense later. They kind of it. It's not a good counterbalance, it, it, or it wasn't a good counterbalance. We had a a, con, a consistently good defense that was able to stop. You know, we had that game in Oregon. I think that was the biggest highlight of the season where we came within one point. Uh, I believe at the time, the top 10 ranked Oregon. So for the offense to not have been able to produce those seven extra points, those three extra points that would have won them a football game, you know, you flip those six of seven losses, Cal goes 11 and one, and who knows, they're the Pac-12 champions and they're in the Rose Bowl, but forbid that, forbid anything good would happen to Cal a season after you know, everything was in disarray thanks to COVID and they're for in, you know, they're right in a regular season, but um, that's, that's ranting. So I'll, I'll go, I'll steer away from that. But, um, you know, just like last season, I'm optimistic that um, 
you know, that Coach Wilcox has put together a game plan that will benefit Jack Plummer and a new set of receivers that will benefit, you know, that doesn't put that doesn't put anyone on the hot seat is what I'm trying to say, because, you know, as as a fan, you want to put the blame on somebody. It's natural, you know, you say, oh, Plummer could have made that last pass. Cindric could have made the last block. You don't want to put the blame on anybody. You want to put everyone in a position to win. So um, I'm optimistic that uh, that this team will will produce. And I think I think that's all I have to say about that. Just we as a reporter, I hope that they will produce. Excellent. Uh, I love the optimism and you have evidence to back it up. So I think. Cal is a team, they have a pretty good ceiling, also maybe a low floor. We'll have to see where exactly they fall, and we'll get into that with our predictions a little later. But thank you, Emmanuel, for that incredibly thorough and detailed recap of what to expect with Cal's offense this season. No matter what, it should be entertaining to see how everything plays out, despite the question marks. Now, though, why don't we transition to the other side of the wall? Uh, This unit's a little bit different. There are still question marks. I think, though, maybe a little bit more experience here, maybe a little bit more history, but uh, I'm not going to get into any of that. I'm going to ask Mia. Mia, let's talk a little bit about Cal's defense. To start things off, give us a general outlook on the unit. What can we expect from them going into this season? Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, we have five returning defensive starters with six or more starts from last season projected to start the season. So we do have a sort of veteran defense but I am a little nervous that we're missing two really key guys. Um, that's outside linebacker Cameron Good and safety Elijah Hicks, who good for them have gone on to pursue the NFL, have gone on to greener pastures, as we've been saying. Um, but even though I have my reservations and nerves, I, I honestly have pretty high expectations for the defense. Um, Coach Wilcox has proved time and time again over the course of the last five seasons that he has the formula for, for a really strong defense. Um, him and defensive coordinator, Peter Sermon, of course, um, even though Cal will be missing some really key guys and might not have the exact same defensive unit as last season. I do expect that Cal's defense will remain really strong. Honestly, um, I expect the team that is going to deliver. I think that they're going to be among one of the best in the pac 12 and will prove to be critical. And I mean, I mean, really critical throughout the fast approaching season, given our history with the offensive team. Amazing. Thank you, Mia. Uh, that's good to know. I think maybe we'll put some Cal fans at ease. And I agree. I think we mentioned it a little bit. Defense is the hallmark of Wilcox's coaching philosophy and style. And I think this year will be no different. Every year, it seems like there are some Cal defensive starters that are going on to the NFL. Cal has a defense that can keep them in games. I think this season, it's going to be very, very similar. But we've got that general outlook. Let's dive a little bit deeper. Mia, are there any players to watch you think that could make a really big impact on the defensive front this year? Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I'm actually curious about the transfers that Cal brought in. Um, We have inside linebacker Jackson Sermon, who is son of Peter Sermon, and he's also a Washington transfer. So um, that'll be exciting, especially because he's a preseason first team all-conference selection. So I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field, um, seeing how he does. And Emmanuel, since I know you are a fan of Cal football in general. How about you? Are there any other players on defense that you think fans should be keeping an eye out for this year? 
Definitely. We got, um, we got Xavier Carlton. He came in, he comes in from, uh, from Utah to defending Pac-12 champions, the defending Royals Bowl champions who are predicted to win the whole thing again this season. You know, he's coming from a pro he's, he comes from a program, an experienced program. He, he, he himself played in 15 games with two starts during his two campaigns with Utah. So, you know, um, he bring, he does bring experience to to cal um dare i say he brings winning experience to cal um so and you know again he's he's been he's been very um we'll say loud he's been very loud during the offseason you know coaches have talked how he bring he, again he's bringing a veteran's presence to the locker room he's he's already he's absorbing so much he's teaching he's teaching all the younger linebackers you know already how to how to perfect their game so it's really important that um you know Mia Mia touched on how we how Cam Good took off for the NFL so I guess to say again loosely that um not even replacement <clears throat> we we talked Mia talked about how Cam Good led for greener pastures to the NFL so for Xavier Carlton to come in as the as the successor really to to that position it um it adds fire to the defense I I would say that's amazing yeah it's great that there are some transfers for Cal to get excited for and you're right those two that Mia and Emmanuel mentioned in Xavier and then Jackson I think are going to be impact uh impact players there are also I think though some returning players for Cal that could also make a difference on the defense. Mia, are there any returners uh, from the last couple seasons that we could keep an eye out for as well? Yeah, I think um, Daniel Scott, he's a safety. I think he's going to be great. Um, safeties are really, really important for um, ensuring that the offense isn't going to, isn't going to take over. So I think Daniel Scott will be great, especially because he's a preseason all pack 12 selection. Um, that'll be really exciting. Amazing. Thank you, Mia. Well, it's good to know that there are so many defensive potential impact players that Cal has on its roster. I think it's a very similar story to the past few years. There are players who can make plays on the defensive side of the ball, and it will be very interesting to see how they all gel with the new transfers. At least my expectation, and it seems like the expectation of our group here, is that Cal's defense is once again going to be fairly strong and keep them in games. But Again, what we think might completely vary from how things happen on the field. So we'll have to see, uh, but it should definitely be interesting to watch. Very briefly, I do not want to end this podcast without giving a shout out to special teams because this is something you should know about me. I care very passionately about making sure everybody gets a voice, everybody gets some love. We all hear about the quarterbacks. We hear about the running backs. Who's talking about the kickers or the punters, even like the offensive line? That's where I come in. So rest assured for all my special teams fans out there, for everybody who loves punting units, I'm here to fill you in. And good news, Cal has some experience on special teams. The two big names to watch out for, Jamison Sheehan, he's the punter, veteran from Australia. He's been here for a couple years. He's got a big leg. He is, again, I think going to be a strong punter for Cal who's going to get them out of predicaments when they're trapped in their own end zone. I think he can push people back. He's going to be, I think, again, very solid. Perhaps even more impressive than him, though, 
I'm looking for a big season out of kicker Dario Longhetto. Uh, he is, I think, everything you could ask for out of a college kicker. He's been with the team for three years, now four. He nails those field goals, um, anything within 40 yards, which I think, again, from a college kicker, not in the NFL, that's what you need. He maybe doesn't have the biggest leg. He's not going to be Harrison Butker knocking in field goals from 65 yards, but I think he's going to be consistent. I think he will step up and Cal at least should have a veteran and experienced special teams unit that should hopefully help them out because those special teams plays, they can make a difference. Um, and it should be very interesting to see how things go, but that's our general outlook on special teams, on offense, on defense. Just to, just to cut in, um, no disrespect to Jameson Sheehan whatsoever, but I really hope he doesn't get to do his job a whole lot this season. Um, you know, maybe only, uh, maybe only during safeties. If you, we'd really appreciate that, Jameson, if you, if you wouldn't do your job this season, you know, maybe just stay on the bench, please. Uh, we would like, uh, we would like to score points. Amazing. Well, I think now we've given you a complete breakdown of Cal's roster, offense, defense, even a little bit of special teams. Now comes the fun part of the episode. We're going to fly through this pretty quickly, but let's get some predictions going. So to start things off, I think we're doing a roundtable formula. I want to hear one bold prediction about Cal football from each of you for this season. Emmanuel, why don't you start us off? Yeah, um, I would like to start off with the um, with every fan's prediction. Pac-12 championship, Rose Bowl championship, or excuse me, the Rose Bowl isn't a, a CFP game this year. AP number one, 15-0 national championship. But, um, you know, we want to we wanna stay grounded sometimes. Um, Cal has a really big early game against Notre Dame. Already talked about that. I think um, whatever happens in South Bend is going to really set the tone for this season. We beat USC to close our season last year, but it's a completely different team, a complete, really a, a completely turned around program. So that's another big game. And then, of course, the 125th big game and our yearly matchup with UCLA. I think those are big games that we um, that um, will really set the tone for for the team. We've got Oregon also at home this season. Those are I keep I keep listing more and more games, so I'll just I'll just go ahead and cut myself short. It's going to be a really big season for Cal football. Um, you know, I think I think really the the floor is six and six you know, six wins, bowl eligibility, that's the floor. And, you know, I would say the ceiling would be 10 and two. That'll be my official prediction, 10 and two with losses coming in South Bend. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Emmanuel Macedo predicting a 10 and two shocking successful season for Cal. And you know what? I like it. Uh, if you've been a Cal fan for a while, you'd know there's often a lot of pessimism around this program. And so it's nice to have uh, a little more optimistic take on things. I think we'd all be very happy um, as fans for things to go right and Cal to have a successful season. So that's great. Lest we forget, lest we forget, Justin Wilcox has led us to two bowl games in his tenure. So I, I'm just putting it out on the floor, on the table, that, you know, that's the floor. The bowl, A bowl game is the floor, you know, and it's up from there. So 
to push back briefly, the past two years, Cal has not made bowl games, and that was with experienced teams. Now we have a team with a bunch of brand new players without that experience. I think there are reasons to wonder what's going to change now to make them uh, a bowl eligible team all of a sudden. That's the pessimistic view. I won't get into it too, too much. Um, I think there could be question marks too. I just want to put that out there, but uh, no, I, I love the optimism. I hope that a bowl game was before we'll have to see. Um, maybe we'll get some more down to earth takes from Mia, but uh, why don't we just get into that? So Mia, Give us your predictions for the season. Anything that you think uh, is going to happen coming up in 2022? I don't know. I feel pessimistic. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I was going to say that I think my boldest prediction is that Cal's offense won't won't be bad this year. I think think that we'll produce a stronger offense. And I know it's been historically an area for major improvement, but, but maybe we've got it. And I think, I guess, my second bold prediction will be that Cal will topple Oregon. I believe it. We can do it. (laughs) <laughs> wow okay uh i am with two very big cal optimists which i love um i think you guys are are too young of cal fans you haven't been been here for the jaded years uh but no that's good i love your happy outlook on things uh i'm sure as fans we all hope the same um i guess to conclude i'll get into my predictions a little bit Maybe an optimistic take too. You guys have uh, rubbed off on me a little bit. I think Jack Plummer is going to be a better quarterback than Chase Garbers, which I know is a bit of a hot take. Uh, Garbers is in the NFL right now. I mean, Plummer doesn't have his mobility. He might not have that clutchness. Garbers won some big games for the Bears, but I just think in terms of arm strength, in terms of pocket presence, Plummer is going to be somebody who takes care of the football, who makes plays inside. I think he's going to be a serviceable answer for Cal football on offense, but maybe an even bolder prediction. I think despite Plummer having a pretty good year, I don't think Cal's offense is going to get things figured out. I think their defense is going to keep them in games. I think their experience coaching might help them out. This is not the year though, that I think things come together for Cal offense. I think it's going to be a bit painful to be honest. And so Maybe that's not a bold prediction, more of the status quo, but I have those question marks that I think uh, might hurt Cal football this season. And so because of that, I think the floor, I could see this team going four and eight or five and seven uh, easily if they just have some bad luck in one score games. Um, Yeah, this is a team that I think with all the new faces, with some bad injury luck, there's a lot that could go wrong. On the high end, Maybe we get to nine wins, maybe if everything breaks right. Um, But at least for me personally, I'm not sure we're all there yet. We'll have to see, though. Uh, I guess if I had to lock in a final prediction, I want to see Cal go to a bowl game. But I also mentioned I have all those question marks. And so I'm going to put them at six and six uh, right at that cutoff for bowl eligibility, but still strikingly mediocre, which I think has been sort of the modus operandi for Cal football and Cal sports in general uh, for a long time, which maybe isn't what everybody wants to hear, but it's just my prediction. Who knows? Maybe uh, I think hopefully fans are probably listening to this and thinking we'd love for Emmanuel's or Mia's predictions to come true and we'll see, maybe they will, but at least for my take, I have question marks uh, about Cal football, like always, but 
We'll find out Saturday. We'll find out this year, uh, and it should be great. Now, last but not least, we're going to wrap this episode up, but I want Emmanuel to give us just a couple-minute briefing onto Cal's first game of the season against UC Davis. Is there a general outlook or overview about what we can expect from this game, how you think Cal will fare? Let us know uh, your thoughts on all of this. Well, um, you say a couple minutes, but um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be really brief. Um, so I guess to put it bluntly, the Bears have outscored the Davis Aggies by a combined 378 to 36 over the last 10 matchups. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of... Um, how do you say this um, pizzazz this coming Saturday? I think it's going to be more or less, and this is, this is in no way, shape or form disrespecting the UC Davis Aggies, but I think it's going to be a game where the offense tries to find its rhythm where they try to, to, to finally find to, to get not finally, where they try to find that game management. You know, they've they've had scrimmages, they've had their simulated games, but, you know, none of that really compares to, to live contact. So I think definitely it's going to be, it's going to be a, a great way to, to start the season. It's going to be kind of, um, kind of how uh, last season in week three, where Cal had the, the game against Sac State, and they there was some offensive firepower where they really figured it out. It was um, their final non-conference game of the season, but it was really where they started to find their rhythm. So I think with with um, kind of the the lesser the the less sharp end of the of the schedule being to start off, it's going to be it's going to be um, this is going to be harsh wording. But um, it's the best way to describe it. It's going to be make or break, definitely. It's not going to be a game where they want to underperform. It's not going to be a game where they want to to um, they don't want to leave it close. Really, they want to they want to break away early and they want to break away by a lot. So um, um, to to add a little bit to Ben's question, um, score. Uh, I'll leave a score prediction. We're gonna go forty two ten Cal. By Cal by a lot, you know, um, as a fan and as a reporter, I, you want, I want to see this team succeed. I want to see them, I want to see them get back to the, to the goal of a bowl game. Because um, if you really, if you really think about it, this is their first regular season. This is everyone's first regular season in two years. You had the COVID season and then you had last season where, you know, Players are still players, coaches. They're still getting sick. They're coming off of injuries, suffered during the COVID season. They're getting the extra year of uh, quote unquote COVID eligibility. So, you know, um, for, for this to, this is going to be not even a make or break season for the Cal Bears. It's going to be a season where they find their rhythm and they get back. They get back. I'll repeat that one more time. They get back. To their winning ways. I love it. Well, thank you, Emmanuel. Uh, you cracked me up. That's amazing. Um, 
Thank you for your breakdown of the offense. Thank you for all of your insights, including into this Davis game. Uh, I'll just say briefly, this is a warm-up game for Cal. They're 21-point favorites. I don't think they're going to be opening up the playbook or doing anything crazy. This is letting a team gel against an inferior opponent. And so I think they'll win comfortably, but Davis is going to hang around longer than anybody will expect because that's just the Cal way of doing things. If I had to give a score prediction, let me say 24-10 Cal. I don't think um, Cal's going to lose this game, but I could see it being closer than it has any right to be just with those growing pains and with people figuring it out still. I guess, Mia, since Emmanuel and I have given score predictions, why don't you give us uh, your prediction of how you think uh, this game between the California Golden Bears and the UC Davis Aggies will go down? Hmm. Um, I think, I think 32 tons. 32-10. I love it. Blowout wins uh, from both Mia and Emmanuel. We'll find out Saturday. And don't worry, we will not be the type of podcast that says something outlandish and then completely ignores it. No, we're going to go back to our predictions for better and for worse. Uh, and we'll see how they all play out. Well, this was so much fun to get a brand new season of One Golden Moment started. And I am looking forward so, so much to what comes next. We're hoping for weekly episodes. We're going to be covering everything and anything Cal football. All you need to know, that's here. And so thank you so, so much for joining us on the inaugural episode one of season six of One Golden Moment. And we'll see you next week. See the ski there.